0: This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 164. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi everybody and welcome back to the show. Well, today I'm delighted to present another interview in the Super Agent series, and my guest for this episode is currently ranked in the top 100 agents in Australia. I define a super agent as anyone earning more than a million dollars a year in gross commission. These are the agents others look to for inspiration and ideas. They're usually better organized with better systems and a highly productive marketing plan that continually feeds their new business pipeline. Today's guest is a quiet achiever who sticks to the tasks that win results, and I have a feeling you're going to get a lot of takeaways from this episode. And speaking of results, how would you like to be the only agent in your area to use some of the best real estate marketing ideas ever created? What about exclusive postcode rights to powerful brand boosting strategies, regular coaching, free subscriptions to some of real estate's most popular tech and software, and a unique set of tools built to position you as the local authority and attraction agent in your area. Best Agents is the personal marketing partner to hundreds of successful real estate professionals who have secured exclusive postcode rights to use my personal marketing and lead generation ideas in their patch. If you'd like to know more, email me, ray at bestagentshq.com, or check the show notes for this episode for links and more info. Well, Sydney's James Baker listed 47 homes in 2019 and sold 40, giving him a GCI number very close to $2 million for the year. James has a story that's not unique in real estate success. He has a proven plan and it works, so he keeps doing it. Perhaps it's the discipline and focus that keeps him on top year after year. After all, his area of Sydney's northern beaches is some of the most highly priced and sought-after real estate in the world. And where you find high-priced property, you'll find a very competitive local real estate industry with literally hundreds of agents all competing for business. In this interview, you'll discover how James cuts through to stand out from others, how he keeps his days on market low, and how his loyal client base acts as his most important referral network. All that and more coming right up.
1: The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly brought to you by Jiggler. Jiggler is the creative, do-it-yourself, online marketing platform top agents are flocking to build everything in minutes right on your desktop from marketing flyers reports lead generators and social media posts jiggler has hundreds of templates waiting for you to customize download and print or post get started
0: today and try jiggler free at jiggler.com that's J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. Well, James Baker, welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast. How are
1: you? I'm very well, Ray. Yeah, and yourself?
0: I'm good. Thanks, buddy. Congratulations on, or well, firstly, thank you for joining us, and congratulations on making the REB Top 100 Real Estate Agents. Where did you rank in the, uh, in the, in the list?
1: Uh, I forget the actual number, but I think it was in the 80s, okay. um, and the previous year was in the 90s, so okay. I was okay. just, yeah. State to get a little bit
0: higher i'd call that a win james that's awesome
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely
0: um and to what do you attribute your success what's uh what's your and and you know i've interviewed in in qualifying that question i've spoken to quite a few agents that were ranked in the reb list and everybody seems to have a different uh a different strategy and a different some some different special source but what do you uh Why do you think um, uh, you're able to do what you do?
1: I think there's a a lot of things that contribute um, to that result. Uh, Obviously, a great team starts with a great team. But um, uh, I think uh, the bigger picture is, is the fact that I've always looked at the long term. So I've been working in real estate now for about 12 years. And I've always in business, I used to work in recruitment previously to that I used to run recruitment businesses are so quite a similar business people orientated so i've always looked at the long term uh, i've always playing the long played the long game yep um so when i first started out here in avalon so i work the palm beach avalon newport area yes um and it's a very localized uh, area so if you're if you're out of area which i you know i, I I didn't grow up in the area I didn't have kids in the local schools I didn't know anyone I just yep. knew my boss at the time Yep um so I, I um I really had to be patient because people would always like to go with a local agent that they've you know been there for 10 20 30 years
0: Cuz there's a relationship uh, it, maybe
1: Yeah very very much It's a very much uh, relationship thing here so you yep. So it was quite tough getting into this area but I, I very much look long-term. So um, always did the right thing by people, worked hard, went out of my way, did things for people for, you know, not expecting anything back. Yeah. And over the years, particularly the last five to six years, I've really seen all that hard work pay off. Okay. So Give once me an
0: example of, yep. sorry to sorry to bad income, hold that. Sure, up. yep. Um, I'm just curious. Give me an example of uh, when – when, because uh, what I'm hearing is you, you've done a lot of love jobs, I guess, um, as we call them. Uh, give me an example of, of, you know, some of the stuff that you've had to do without, you know, expecting any, anything in return.
1: Sure. Um, well, look, uh, the sort of things that I've done in the past have been helping people out, you know, where they've got a land valuation on their property from the council and they don't agree with it, just going around and helping them with – the valuation on their property and what the land would probably be worth, and helping them fight the battle with council. Okay. Um. So stuff, stuff like that. Where I mean, obviously the day-to-day stuff where we're we're valuing properties, but introducing good tradespeople. Um. Uh. Yeah. Just sort of going out of out of your way where you you know there's no um there's not going to be a commission directly from that. Okay. Um. Okay. So yeah.
0: Yeah. You're making an investment in a in a potential future uh, future. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> yeah.
1: yeah. Exactly right. Um, exactly right.
0: Now before we go any further, I and I should have done this at the start, but our non Australian um, friends or listeners won't know where Avalon and Newport is. You are yeah. Sydney's northern beaches, is that
1: um, that's right so yeah. about 40 kilometers 40 50 kilometers north of sydney yeah uh so it, it's it's um it's a beautiful uh location as you know ray it's it, you've got the ocean on one side the pit water which is a still water on the, the other water, side that's So
0: right. i'm a melbourne boy yeah so I, I, uh, I uh forgive me but um the pit water was the name i was trying to remember and and yeah and, folks this is this is not only to die for um, real estate and, and property. I would go out on a limb, James, and say it's not only some of the most valuable property in the world, it's certainly some of the most beautiful property in the world. It's it, uh, absolute it paradise. Yeah. I can't say enough about yeah. it. It's gorgeous.
1: It totally is. So it's renowned as a, a holiday destination. Yep. Uh, so Palm Beach, Well Beach, uh, good big big, big ch- chunks of Avalon and Clairville and Newport are all... A lot of holiday homes, so ocean fronts, waterfronts, um properties selling. Uh I mean there's one that just recently sold in Palm Beach for about twenty two mil. Crikey. Um so yeah, see so it, it, it's um pretty pretty special area.
0: It is very special. Um and home to some movie stars I think, isn't it? don't the don't the rich and famous hang around uh, your part of the world as well?
1: Yeah, plenty, plenty of movie stars in in Palmy and, and yep. Well Beach. I think more and more are actually buying in the Avalon area now. Yeah, because uh, yeah. they appreciate the community that you get there too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, absolutely right.
0: It is just uh, it is just a beautiful spot. And um, would I be correct in saying um, you know, a, a string of beautiful sandy beaches that uh, sort of runs runs up and down the coast.
1: That's right. Yeah. Exactly. What
0: would your average selling price be?
1: So it's been increasing um, quite rapidly over the last couple of years. Um, so it would be around sort of 2.5, 2.75 now. It used okay. to be um, sort of steady around two. Yeah. Um, but I, so I do. I've 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 managed my business in a way so that I do sell. I'll, I'll sell an apartment, but typically not. I, I'm selling houses from sort of 1.3 upwards. Um, but I. I structured my business that way, so that it is recession proof
0: yep.
1: um, when I got into real estate, it was two thousand and seven um, december two thousand and seven, just before the g f c and i I was working for a real estate agency in palm beach and um that was all it that was all um holiday homes, pretty much okay. what they sold so you can imagine g f c hit no one was buying any holiday homes, there was no business so I quickly learned that you need to have a recession-proof business. So I, I, I don't specialize in one particular field. I, I, I'll do apartments. I'll do 10 million-plus waterfronts and oceanfronts. So, yeah. and, that's, and that's really helped. I think it, it, I, I enjoy a business where you sort of have your bread and butter and you're constantly making deals. Yeah. Then every now and then you're making a really big one.
0: Yeah. One of the things that uh, our North American listeners may not be aware of is that in Australia and New Zealand, we have what's called vendor paid advertising or VPA or VPN vendor paid marketing where our sellers, our our real estate selling clients make a standalone contribution to marketing. So, if I'm selling a two or three million dollar home, or like I think you said, two point five, James. If I'm selling a, um, or if, if if James Baker is listing my home for two point five in, in Avalon, what kind of budget would I be looking at to um, to reach the stars? Reach out to so,
1: the, the market? Yes, yeah, so some somewhere between ten and twenty thousand dollars people okay. will typically spend. and yeah. um, the the print media is becoming. Uh, less of uh, a medium that we're using, but we are certainly using that very much at the high end when you're looking for the, you're chasing the black marlin, um, yeah. you know, the, the 10 million plus buyer. Um, but typically we are using more, the strategies we're using more, uh, you know, social media and obviously internet-based and database-based. But um, so that's making the campaign cheaper. But uh, an internet campaign, with a, with a, an option would typically cost around eight to ten thousand dollars, and then okay. if you add media media um, paper on top of that, it's around twenty to twenty five.
0: If we if we include um, I'll just go out on a limb here, just because I'm 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 just curious if we include social uh social media market yeah. say say for this this uh, hypothetical property that you're marketing for me um in avalon. If we include social media marketing there and all of my online marketing, the the larger portals I guess uh, realestate.com.au and domain, etc. Um, and obviously your own McGraw website. Um what percentage of buying inquiry is going to come from social and, and online? So
1: social and Vague. online will Probably be around 70 75 okay. percent. Um, and obviously, I'm taking into account you know, our database is very strong, yeah, so we will get a lot of inquiry from that. But obviously, they're, they're they originally came from the internet, so okay. Um, but if yeah, I'd say 70 75 percent,
0: cool. Cool, interesting. Now, um, you're correct me if I'm wrong here, but um, Sydney saw some terrific highs in property uh, going back a few years now. But in the last mm-hmm. while, that's changed. And you talked about being recession proof, which is a which is a pretty awesome strategy. That's I think that's a big takeaway from our chat already. Um, if if that's the case, um, did your market come back and? I mean, you've you've. Uh, h- how did you handle it? What did you do? Did you do anything differently?
1: Um, not, I can't say I've really been doing anything that differently. Uh, but our our area hasn't suffered the same as the Sydney, um, okay, the the, C, the CBD and the, and the and the suburbs closer to like the eastern suburbs. It has been. It definitely has been affected. It's down by about ten percent. Okay. Um, but i 've actually come off the back of a record year so i've i 've had the biggest year and and I think that's reflecting more the prestige end uh coming um, the, the the sort of four or five million plus market round here has actually been performing quite well yeah and i've been doing more and more business in that area so uh the prestige end has saved my Overall year, um, okay. and actually made it better than I've ever had. So okay. um, that is the recession-proofing sort of kicking in, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but right al- also my own tenure in the business and working in prestige. Um, that's it. I'm certainly doing more and more in that end of town, which is why my average selling price is going up quite rapidly.
0: Okay. If um, one question I just wrote down is is if if uh, if you were like at an earlier stage in your career and you're looking to win more listings and make more sales and leverage your time better, and you're looking at building a team, who would be your first hire?
1: Um, that's a great question. Uh, I wish I'd made that um, earlier. So would would be. I mean, we. I work for a company called McGrath, um, yep. and we have red and blue CSMs. So the CSM stands for customer. Service Manager. Um, so the the, the 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 red CSMs do all the administration, uh, and then the blue CSMs actually work with us um, in sales. So it would definitely be a, a red CSM. So someone that would just take take all the administration away from me. Yep. So that I can focus on dollar productive um, business. And
0: yep. blue is dollar I, um, productive. Red is.
1: Uh, red yeah, that's um, that's right. Yeah. Is yeah. support. Completely,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or non non-specific dollar productive. Gotcha, yeah, I love that. Um, that's pretty cool. So, you would you would hire somebody uh, like a supporter to to take you um, to to take care of the admin of all of the stuff that uh, non-dollar productive stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. What would be What would be your advice to an agent who's looking to lift their numbers now, regardless of location or market or or whatever? What kind of what? Give us two or three things that 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 you would. Uh, how would you coach somebody uh, if sure. if you were asked to uh, to support you know somebody or or to help them? Somebody took you out for a coffee, yeah, and wanted yep. to pick your brain. What would you say?
1: So I'd I'd get them to have a look at the patch that they've been given, um, and I'd I'd get them to focus initially on the the main arterial roads that that work through that that patch. Why? Because you. You want your signboards on where everyone's driving. You want to be seen yep. quicker. so yep. more visible. So I'd be focusing yes, yeah, so I'd be focusing very heavily on, on those roads. I think that would be a, a good starting point. Um, I'd also look at um, what the competitors are doing. I'd look at um, some of even the aging agents that are working in, in their area uh, and start focusing on their patches, because at some point, they're going to retire or they're going to start slowing down. Uh, and if you're really focusing in their area on what they're doing, you're going to be picking up a lot more business. So I'll be, okay. be looking at that. That's, again, that's the long game. That's a, um, that's a
0: very cool strategy, actually. Thank you for sharing that. That's a cool idea. That's
1: okay. Um, I'd take, take the attitude of, of, um, of the long game, again, sort of talking about that again, because I think a lot of people, when they're in this industry, they feel like they're um, – They're spinning out, they're they're doing all this work, they're not getting anything from it. But what they'll realise is in three, four or five years how that's the stuff they did back then is paying off. I mean, For example, the waterfronts that I'm currently selling at the moment, um, some of them I've uh, I've just sold a couple recently in the seven millions and, and both of them I've known the owner for four, five, six years. I've been working that relationship for a really long period of time. So... So not to get frustrated and 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 see see the the, the value of it will come um, in in the future. Um, I I I think one of the best bits of advice I got from a trainer when I first started out was writing a day plan. Um, okay. We 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 work in a in an environment where there's a lot of white noise. Um, it, it you know there's constant distractions when you're in an office and people calling. So we all love to have the ideal week, um, but if um, if you write a day plan and you you separate that into your critical parts of the day, uh, your less critical and the things that have to be done that week. Um, when you get distracted, you can very quickly get back onto the you know onto what you should be focusing on. So yeah. that's that's one thing. Um, I, I I used to have a a, a book which I used to. Uh, I used to, so it was my, um, uh, my day book, but, uh, it's like of, a journal. Again, keep, yeah. It sort of keeps me focused. So that it, it would have all of my current listings. It would have the listings that I'm trying to close. Yeah. It would have all, all my listings that are my pipeline listings. So they're all sitting in front of me on, on a, it's like a, an, an A4, um, pad, but I've, I've made that electronic now just to try and keep up with times and be a bit more efficient. But, I I think that to me um, has really helped over the years because I'm currently focusing right now on my summer and and my my listings for next year. So I'm developing that. My spring's already set up pretty much. So um, I I know there's, I've got more capacity to take more on, but I know I'm pretty much got spring wrapped up and I'm now focusing on, on, on next year. Um, So, so it's having that mentality, I think that's one of the things that um you know because I have had catch ups with people like that with you know people have come and asked for advice, and I've just said, "Look, stop thinking about the listings tomorrow, yes, you need to work that, but don't stress about them if you If you think three to six months ahead um you you one you'll I think life will be a lot less stressful, and two. You won't have that um, roller coaster ride that we normally have in this industry, where one minute you're super busy, the next minute you're, you're not busy, and then yeah. you, need yes. a, you need to you need to get to to get over a million bucks a year GCI. You you need to be consistent, and yeah. and that and I think that's changing the changing the mindset. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Where did your Where did your gross com um your GCI come in for 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 this uh, past year?
1: So, a touch over 1.5.
0: Okay, okay, that's a handy year. And is that your best year ever?
1: Yeah, that was my best year. So, I've okay. been consistently sort of sitting around the one, two, one, three, one, four for the last three or four years. Okay. Um, I, I um basically became a business owner as well three years ago. So, okay. um, so that, um, that's obviously there's been a fair bit of. Distraction there, um, setting up a business with my business partner Adrian Venturi, okay. um, um, but you know I've loved it, absolutely loved it. So to 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 see my GCI growing as well as. Uh, running a business has been fantastic
0: yeah congratulations it's a it's a terrific effort let me ask you did you did you have a focus to to grow your database and grow your contact base right from day one and um sort of a 2 part quest question and how do you like to keep in touch with your potential sellers how do you prospect
1: sure so so growing my database i I, I think if i had my time again I, I would probably um, have focused more in one particular patch, um, but I worked for a, an agency where we could work from anywhere from Newport to Palm Beach. So I was kind of everywhere. Yep. Um, and that, that was, you know, you're looking probably around sort of 15,000 properties. Yep. Um, so, but I grew my database um, through Open Homes. So that was I had I had very little other sources because I didn't know anyone locally. I had no friends. I had no network um, back then. I wasn't you know yes I was using social media but I wasn't really using it. I wasn't trained to use it in in, in, in you know to, to to bring in leads. Um, so it was very much focused on open homes. So everyone that came through every one of my open homes, I followed up. Um, I, I added them to my database. I you know so I was very much developing a database, but it was. It was probably too broad in terms of area. I should have focused a little bit more. Right. Um, But but inversely, that has actually helped me as being a business owner because the area that I have as a patch for the whole business is that area that I work. So it sort of it has worked out in my favour. So so that so in terms of database, I'm now um, really focusing on the quality of that database and improving it and working with my team to. Make sure we know everyone in my personal patch, um, so I'm very much concentrating on that at the moment. Okay. So, what was the what was the second question, right?
0: Um, you're prospecting. How do you uh, how do you communicate? I'm assuming you jump on the phone. Yeah. Um, tell me a little yep. bit about your follow up and your communication yep. and that, you know um uh developing these relationships. I guess.
1: Sure. So, I've I've always been a cold caller. That's been my I love I love cold calling. Okay. Um. So in the the first sort of five to six years of my profession, that it, I was cold calling as much as I possibly could. Uh, I got a lot of. Um, uh, I did do some door knocking. I should have done more because it was. I found that very effective. But so just constantly following up. So I'd I'd separate my my pipeline into you know obviously your A sellers and B sellers C sellers so you kind of know. Uh, A's what well, they're going to be selling in the next four to six weeks. So the, the 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 communication with them was daily or by day. It was consistent. So, you know, if I'm sitting in an open home, there's not anyone coming through. I'm sitting there texting. I'm texting people. If I'm on the, if I'm driving between an open to another or between appointments, I'm calling people. I'm trying to maximize my day and the efficiency that you know because you've only got so many hours in the day. Yep. so but my communication was very high as my career has developed um, I'm getting more leads now so uh, I don't have to focus so much on the longer term because um, people are coming to me I guess that attraction agent um, story you know you, you 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 start to build momentum yep. um, and now the business is starting to come to me so but I still apply the same theory in terms of that high level of, of, of communication with people that I know are about to sell.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, John McGrath talks about the brand, and the brand is not so much the logo, but it's more the character of the person, which is obviously something that that you, if you know working with John, but you've been um, uh, you know quite skilled at at developing, and it's interesting now. Like you use the word momentum, that's exactly what happens. You start to get some market penetration, you get some visibility uh, and suddenly you're on the shopping list and you're getting these calls yeah. in. Is that is, that, that's is right. that kind of the transition that happened for you
1: yeah, totally i, I mean, I'll, t- I'll share a little story because it I think it's quite pertinent for a lot of people out okay. there um who are in this industry i it, I, I, it would probably be about six seven years ago where i i um uh, I'd just taken on a PA, um, and it was a big thing for me. I wanted to make it work. I could see that sort of catapulting my career in GCI, and I went into four listing presentations in a in a row, and they were all really good properties, and I lost every single one of them. And I came I came second on every single one, so they said, (laughs) Um, uh, and obviously totally gutted. And it was just a point in my career where. I'd just been working so hard, and and I, I just wasn't seeing the results that I was expecting. Sold a store, yeah, and I, I called a couple of people that were in the recruitment business uh, um, to just see. Well, maybe I should go back into. Maybe I maybe I made the wrong, you know, move moving out of that industry. And yeah. I made a couple of calls, and um, it was interesting because one of them um, got back to me a week later because he, he's international and. By the time he got back to me, I'd had about six calls from people that wanted to sell, okay. and I thought this is this is just bizarre. And 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 from literally from that day onwards, the phone was ringing.
0: Yeah,
1: it was yeah. like a switch. Just so, so I, I just share with your 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 listeners, your viewers, um, you know, just to have faith yeah. um, because there will, there will be a point where that momentum starts. Uh, and, and, you know, I look back at that. I think that the four or five years of hard grafts I put in, I could have jumped out of the industry yep. at, at, at the, that moment where, where the, the momentum was about to start.
0: Yeah, yeah. That little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, what they say, oh, they say the tunnel is always yeah. darkest in the middle. So just as long yeah. as that little bit of light at the tunnel um, isn't the 615 from King's Cross. Isn't
1: the train. Yeah, <laughs> 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 That's right. Exactly yeah. right.
0: It's it's interesting. That's a that's a good story. Did you did you tweak your listing presentation, or it was just a run of crappy luck? Uh,
1: I, I did actually. Uh, it, it, that was the second part, I guess, to what I I changed the mindset, but I also stopped talking about me. Okay. Yeah. And and and, and I start listening to what they wanted, and yes. and and I think that was a big changing point in my career. Yeah. I just felt because I was up against other agents that were. Uh, had been in the business longer than me, that were selling more property. I had to talk about my achievements, um, yep. whereas now I don't. I I, I, I send through uh, a pre-listing kit, which sort of outlines those things. Yep. Um, and I focus on on the client, their needs, what they're looking for in an agent, and um, I'm way more consultative. So we're just talking about the, you know, the the the, the process of getting that great price, rather than the you know. Going in and promising it, and just yeah. talking about yourself. So yeah. that's that's been a big shift. And I think when you take that approach, you come across um, as way more confident in what you do, yep. um, way more consultative. Uh, and uh, people are, at the end of the day, they don't want to hear about you. They want to they they want don't. to know what you know. Yeah. How how am I going to move on with my life, move to the next home, and um, and do it in the best way? So yeah. that's yeah, that was the that, that was a big shift for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, when um. Boy, when you start, I remember when I changed my listing presentation, and I started asking. Um, firstly, I started asking questions instead of just sitting there and spewing out um, blah 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 and telling them what I was going to do and how good we were. I started asking questions, and uh, that was a that was a big that was a big tell for me. That was a big change. Um, when I could, when I really understood the power of that, and you know, you learn so much when you shut up. I guess it's difficult when people are new because, you know, a second silence feels like half an hour, and everybody's nervous. And um, and you know, you said before it's a confidence thing, and and people can sense confidence. And when you have that, you know, I think Tom Panos calls it commission breath or whatever. But you have that. Um, presence that's just overwhelming and it and it kind of turns people off. But you know when you when you when you change it around and and focus on them, yeah, it's a it's a massive change. So um, absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'll move, Let's move towards wrapping up. Um, one one little question I, I I wrote down. You you talked about your patch. What do you think is the ideal number of households to to uh, to have as your farm or your patch, what's a what's a what's a good number you can service?
1: Look, well, I think um, I think somewhere between 1, a 1,500 is okay. very manageable. It can be more than that depending on the size of your team and how you structure your team. Yeah. Um, so, um, but I think for an individual agent with maybe one support person, uh, you know, if you if you are a master. Those are thousand thousand homes, yeah. Um, there's no reason why you can't get fifty to sixty percent market share. Yeah, you'd
0: think so if you uh, mm. if you put the time in, and and you and you're going to benefit from, I guess um, I don't know what else to call it, but the ripple effect from out and around um, uh, everything that comes with uh, you know moving into dominate an area, you it kind of spreads. That's it. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um mate that's just, um well congratulations again thank you so much for your time i, I mean you're a real thanks, ray. pleasure and uh, obviously a game changer in the space so um i i can't wait to get this interview out and tell tell all our people about it i'll i'll definitely let you know when it's live so you can share it but thanks thanks so much for your time today james
1: my pleasure my pleasure thanks ray